All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another session in our United Through Heritage series. Today, we're talking about internships uh, within the Portuguese community and in Portugal. And um, today I have with me Marco Fernandes, who is the CEO of Sagres Vacations based in Massachusetts, and Ricardo Pereira, who is um, one of the head guys over at SIPIN, the program that we all know and love very well. And so before we uh, jump into the discussion, we do just have a few sponsors to recognize um, who made this series possible. Vlad um, is our major underwriter for the series, so we thank them for uh, their continued support, and we do have a brief message from them. Levar os portugueses mais longe, ser uma ponte entre Portugal e os Estados Unidos da América. Esta é a missão da Fundação Luz Americana para o Desenvolvimento. A FLAD nasceu em 1985 na sequência do Acordo das Lages e por aqui passaram até hoje milhares de pessoas e ideias que ajudámos a transformar em realidade. Promovemos a partilha de conhecimento e experiências através de bolsas de estudo, estágios, prémios e conferências unindo os dois lados do Atlântico. Trabalhamos diretamente com a comunidade portuguesa nos Estados Unidos. Queremos contribuir para que o papel dos luso-americanos seja cada vez mais forte e para que as origens portuguesas sejam continuamente celebradas. Nesta ligação atlântica surgem, claro, os Açores. Pela sua importância geoestratégica de segurança e defesa, científica e cultural, são um ponto essencial na atividade da FLAD. Somos ciência, educação, arte e relações transatlânticas. Há 36 anos a contribuir para o desenvolvimento de Portugal e dos portugueses. Portugalia Marketplace in Fall River, Massachusetts. Also UMass Lowell, Anchor Construction, the Atlantis Agency, the Navigator Company, and MDVIP. And one last uh, word on the slides. If you find these sessions valuable, the whole series or any of the, the virtual sessions that we host throughout the year, please become a member of Palcus. It's through our membership dues and support of the community that we're able to make these available for free to the community and have such a, a wide variety of topics addressed. So very easy to join the organization. Just visit our website and it's right there at the top. Join us today and you can be, be a member in five minutes. So with that, um, let's just jump into the, just let's jump into the discussion. I'm going to start with um, Ricardo um, and to set the stage, Ricardo is going to be talking about the program itself, what it's like to do an internship, uh, may answer some questions. So if you have questions, um, you know, pop them into the chat or pop them into the Facebook Live um, so that we can answer your questions live. Um, and then Marco is here from a business standpoint to talk about why it's valuable to have an internship and even his experience in hiring interns um, and that sort of thing. So. Ricardo, I'm going to hand it over to you to talk a little bit about the SIPIN Summer Internship Program, which is the program that Palkus partners with uh, FLAD and SIPIN to have our own interns go to Portugal during the summer. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela. Thanks for the opportunity um, to talk a little bit about the, the program. Of course, it helps that you've just shown a, a little clip about, uh, about FLAD about what FLAT does. And uh, this specific uh, program that is within, of course, FLAT's portfolio, the Study in Portugal Network, uh, what it does is to try to facilitate and create like uh, an easy way for students in the US to have the chance to come to Portugal to study abroad. And when I say study abroad, study abroad also entails uh, internship uh, options. Um, 
just just a little uh, just a little brief history about why flood entered into this uh, equation of student mobility so this program the sipan program the study in portugal network started in 2014 and is a program that is directly managed by 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 flood of course in partnership with the portuguese universities here located in lisbon and also we have a small collaboration with the university of the azores for summer initiatives and why did we do that uh, so at the time flood had sponsored uh, you know other initiatives other programs uh, to try to excel, to try to to grow the numbers of of students from the US uh, doing the work, uh, doing studies and work in Portugal. But the results weren't that great uh, in terms of numbers. You know, looking at the trends, were still very residual when comparing to other European uh, countries. Uh, and that's when Flade decided, you know, knowing our mission, which is to promote the development of Portugal through bilateral relations with the United States, and knowing the value of you know, having young, motivated students here, uh, you know, they become, you know, real ambassadors for, for Portugal, for FLAD, for the universities. FLAD decided to step forward and create uh, the SIPAN the program to try to grow uh, those numbers. So the program has now five, five, six years. Of course, this last year wasn't so great in terms of mobility, but it's been uh, a, great, a great experience and we think that it has all the means to, to grow. To talk a little bit and to focus on on internships, yes, it is correct that we have a summer internship program, but students can also come to Portugal to SIPAN to do an internship over a semester. Okay, so there is these two. So study abroad means doesn't mean degree seeking, right? Doesn't mean entire programs. It is during a program uh, in a, in a U.S. university. So a mobility of one semester one summer or one academic year maximum, just to locate a little bit. Uh, and so the students through SIPAN have this option to, to come to Portugal to do an internship exclusively or in addition to coursework, both in the summer and in the semester. Um, SIPAN internships, of course, all of these is within an academic uh, framework, right? So our, our internships are for academic credits, all of them. So that means that students participating in our internships, our promoted internships, right? Because in this, we work like facilitators, right? We, we place students um, according to their interests and the, and the, and the needs of uh, uh, organizations, companies, institutions, research labs here in Portugal. So we were this uh, matchmaking uh, uh, program. Um, and, and in essence, uh, this, is, this is what uh, we, we make available. I don't know if I stop here, uh, Angela, or if you want me to keep, keep going with more specifics about, about our internship. I, I can keep going. So, so first of all, a student um, needs to be at the university level, right? So at the, at the bachelor's or, or master's level, usually this is the students that, that uh, we serve. Um, if, if he or she decides to, to do something like this, to, to study and or intern, needs to, of course, go to the studyinportugalnetwork.com page. First of all, read a little bit about what we do. Of course, it's normal. There are a lot of questions and a lot of things, uh, and we're available to clarify those uh, via email or sessions like this. Uh, and if decided if uh, if uh, if they decide to apply, it's apply now, summer or semester, and we'll go from there. Just in essence, uh, long story short, there is a first uh, application step where a student just submits the you know basic profile information, name, home university, um, if a sophomore, freshman, if anyway, just just to describe. No need to upload anything at that phase, just so we can understand what which student we have in front of us. 
Uh, and in the pre-application, the student can, you know, choose, yes, I do want to add an internship semester or summer. Uh, and if we validate that pre-application, um, we will be requiring or asking for additional documents just for the internship uh, placement process. And those documents are uh, a resume. It's quite simple. A resume, um, a student transcript, and the, and the cover letter. Basically, a cover letter doesn't have any specific format. It's the document where the student can describe a little bit about is or her profile, what 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 they have done uh, in their academic career and even their in their professional, which probably th they don't have a lot to say professional wise, but maybe volunteering, uh, association uh, um, en engagement with the community and so on. And by looking at that, we, we initiate the placement process, which is to okay, what kind of student we have in front of us, uh, and how can we better serve the students in terms of placing uh, accordingly, right, to meet to to meet the goals uh, of the students. And then there's a, a big process of sometimes, you know, going back and forth with options. Uh, organizations might require to, to interview the students, which is of course a plus in our case for uh, expectation management. But I think we'll, we'll be talking about expectation management mm -hmm. a bit down the road in this session. Um, and again, I would say like the main message here is that SIPN is fully designed to, to have this perfect match with US academia. Yes, we're talking about two different uh, academic formats, uh, two different uh, business landscapes and way of doing things. Not so that not so different, but yet there are differences. Um, and the way we do the entire process, even from a bureaucratic point of view, and even in the in a more operational point of view, in terms of being uh, faster to respond and to provide all the answers. Everything is geared so student has this easy way moving forward, right? Easy way to, you know, one-stop shop. I deal with these guys. They, mm -hmm. they, they clarify all they need. Uh, and then we will bridge. Of course, if, if Angela, if you allow me to talk a little bit about the on-site piece, not, not so much about the internship, but in terms of how the process then works around the, the practical work. Student arrives, we as a program, we facilitate in terms of, you know, orientation uh, also to the workplace setting. There's a first session uh, in the university, right, in the academic setting. Again, this is for academic credit. So besides all the practical work that students develop, they also need to meet the criteria of the course, let's say, right? So there is an evaluation, there is uh, meetings during the all throughout the semester and or summer. Uh, so there is always a, an academic supervision done by what we call the SIPN's experiential learning coordinator, right? So someone, so there's a, tri is a triangle, right? You have the supervisor at work, you have the academic supervisor, let's say at, at university and the student itself. We SIPN, let's say we're in the middle, ma making sure that all the parties uh, connect and everything makes sense, you know, from a from a safe and health standpoint, from a from a academic goal standpoint, and, and so on. Um, and and in ess in essence, I, I I think I've covered the the essentials in terms of of the process, right? And then we can talk a little bit about the nitty gritty stuff and the kinds of opportunities. Uh, but maybe I'll leave it here, uh, Angela, if you sure. agree. Yeah, that would be great, um, because I think we all want to talk about. Um, you know, what, um, you know, what subjects or what industries um, the internships right. can be in. 
Um, and again, to your point about the expectations. Um, but let's um, have Marco jump in and talk about as a business, from a business perspective, um, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, your experiences having had to hire interns um, and why having an internship is important, or even when you hire someone um, for an actual position, if they had had internships before or not, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you, uh, Angela, for the opportunity. It's always great to be talking to Palkus about everything related to our culture. And I think internships in general, you know, we're very lucky that our job, you know, our, our industry is travel, you know, in our company, Sagres Vacations, we promote and curate private tours in Portugal and Spain. So having someone, number one, from the country is already a plus. Uh, having them experience an internship with our company and our staff, uh, having real world uh, life examples um, that are going to be such a key tool for them in the, in, in the workplace, um, I think is an added bonus. You know, and I, I wish I had these opportunities when I was mm -hmm. certainly um, entering the workforce. And I think today's um, work environment is so dynamic that internship is key because you're not reading from a book. There are, and, and I'm not here just talking about my industry and travel, but we can use these examples in, in healthcare, in, in uh, science, in, in many other fields, because one thing is reading from a textbook, one thing is having a lecture, but the other thing is actually having to make key decisions during the cycle of a product, of a service, adjusting it for external conditions. And you can only get that really in the business environment. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, and sometimes some things, uh, Angela, we, we fail to, to, to mention, we also learn from an intern uh, that's coming in to, to, intern, to do an internship with us because they're coming with an outside perspective. So sometimes mm -hmm. we fail, you know, we're so locked into sort of showing them the ropes and, and giving them as much um, structure and an opportunity uh, of what we're doing. But the reality is that many of the things we've implemented as a business have come from either staff that just started because they're seeing things from the level or even interns because they have had other experiences or they've traveled before and now they're able to plug those into real life examples. So I think, you know, to Ricardo's point, I think it's it's a benefit, you know, on both sides. There's a lot, obviously a lot of structure that goes into hosting the interns, but there's real um, a real value in both from a business standpoint, and, and here I'm speaking personally, but I was also a student once, and I can say that it is very valuable to, to get a foothold in a industry and be able to, to be on the front line, let's say, of making those decisions. And something, so those are all great points. I think one thing that you started to allude to and that we actually talked about in our prep conversation was um, that, even if you major in travel management or hospitality, what what you're being taught in the classroom, for whatever reason, doesn't really reflect the actual business environment. And I can say from a, from a public relations and communications standpoint, that's actually very much the case. Uh, and I'm sure that others in other industries could, could say the same thing. So can you talk a little bit about that and how it's important? So maybe there's like, you're learning some fundamentals in the classroom, but really you need the internship to understand how things actually work. A hundred percent. You know, in the classroom, you're learning how to be able to interpret data, how to um, read a contract via hotel contract in our line of industry, or how to create an itinerary. 
or how to manage uh, flights and incorporate those into, into an existing program. The reality of it is that all of these things happen in sometimes very dynamic, very um, uh, short span of time. So you don't have the luxury of pulling up Google or resource when you have a customer in, in, on the other line or in front of you who um, is telling you they can fly from three major airports in New York City. Uh, but, you know, going back to your experience in class, you only learned about JFK, but not Newark International Airport or mm. possibly LaGuardia. Um, and and that's a great example because travel by nature is a variable. So it keeps on changing. So, you know, it's there's only so much you can learn in class. And I'm sure it's the same in, in political science and all these other fields. As as we evolve as humans and as business evolves and becomes you know, a very international business, you not only have to learn the basics, but you also have to understand the culture. You have to mm -hmm. understand how to do business in these countries, how to set the expectations and things that you've learned in class, although it's a good foundation, sometimes what we're dealing with is we actually have to have interns relearn from our side mm -hmm. because we're being thrown a million directions. You know, we're, we're offering clients three different ways to get to one place because um, one of them involves one single connection versus a direct flight, but perhaps the customer chooses to go to a, one airport because they have miles. Uh, mm. That's another example, right? So those are variables. It's very hard to learn that in class because it is uh, um, understanding the customer requirement, the customer information, and taking that information and sort of creating your own itinerary and creating that that perfect trip for them. It's Great point. So Ricardo, why don't we turn it back over to you to kind of um, take us to the next level of discussion around, yeah. No, to, 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 Marco, to Marco's point, which I, I totally agree, right? The, the value, the value of internship, I think, uh, you know, nowadays it's, it's almost, you know, guarantee. Everyone understands the value of, of having these sort of tests, right? Having this in this being in this position of testing what we've learned and even testing ourselves a little bit, right? Uh, and so, and, and when we place this into, let's say, an academic framework, um, universities themselves, obviously, they, they they understand that the students have this need, right? They request to them, like, listen, I want either because it's part of the curriculum, number one, so universities need to have these channels to to place students uh, properly. Um, or just because you know students want to do these kinds of things, uh, why? Because they you know it's such competitive world nowadays that when you're showing your res resume, of course you want to have all of these milestones that kind of tell your future for, or potential employer that listen, I've done all of this, I've been tested, right? I I've acquired all, uh, these skills, um, and and when we put this, so all of this is valuable by nature. Now imagine all these internship opportunities abroad, right? So you accumulate so much more uh, value in, in, all, in, all of this, in all of this. You're doing all of that, plus you're doing it in a different, totally different context, right? Um, and I, I think this is kind of like, so in, internship is like the, um, I would say, it's like the Ferrari of study abroad, right? <laughs> because <laughs> it is, one because it's it, it, those are difficult to to handle and to manage and to place everyone. It's mm -hmm. it's a, it's a it's a difficult task, right? It's uh, it's not easy. And there is a universities have this need, right? The students are asking them 
for, for placements. Universities themselves want to compete in a global world, right? They compare with each other. So they want to say, they want to have this value to their audience, to their students of, listen, through our channels, we can place you abroad. And this is when SIPAN, let's say, fits really well. SIPAN, I say SIPAN flat, fits really well in the equation. So what we're offering, and this, I, it's part of the success, I would say, so we're offering the solution that is very much needed, right? It's not only coursework, it's, it's already, you know, going deep in the society and in the, in the world mm -hmm. landscape and have these channels to place them. So let's say the, all the means are in place. And in, if in the meanwhile, we can introduce students that, you know, you don't have to have like a, a language or culture motivation. You might have if you do fantastic. But you might not have. You might be just appealed by the work, by the position that you want to gain skills from, right? And if in the meanwhile, given Flad's DNA, if we can introduce these interns also to some exposure, some degree of exposure in terms of language, culture, even better, right? So we're preparing workforce. We're, we're providing organizations here, as, Mark was, as Marco was saying, with the, with, the, with the possibility to have this global talent, right? This different perspective, this different way to refresh their HR logic and the, their way of doing things. And we've had this feedback from, from organizations and it's quite awesome, right? They're not doing any favor. They're also benefiting and we always underline this. They're also yeah. benefiting from, from this. Um, so, so it's a win-win all around. And plus we, again, we're to my point, we're introducing also the Portuguese aspect that sometimes might not be, you know, in your face, mm -hmm. but it's obviously there because they're living here, and they return to their to their universities in the states, and they might be knocking at, on the Portuguese program if there is one, uh, knocking on their door because they have now been introduced to Portugal. They want to carry on with that, um, and what we're seeing after five years is we're seeing students. Some of them in, they were interns, students with an intern hat, returning to Portugal hmm. for a master's, for, for a PhD, to on a Fulbright grant, just for as more work. frequent visitors to work. We have, we have, a, we have a, I'm thinking about two, I don't know if there is more, but now I'm thinking about two that are living here, working. I mean, working, not studying, not uh, working, and uh, totally integrated. Uh, so all of this fits really well in this idea of, you know, bridging the Atlantic through student mm -hmm. mobility. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been a, a great experience and everybody wins, let's say. Can we talk a little bit about um, the different industries that um, you offer through the program? You know, we, I actually was speaking with a young uh, person this past weekend who is studying forensic psychology and also criminal justice. And, um, you know, is that something that is offered uh, through the program? And if, and if not, like if somebody says, I want to do this, but I don't see that industry listed, is that something where you can maybe help kind of find an opportunity? Right. Uh, we're among friends, right? So we're going to share, I'm going to share a little bit about the story, right? In terms of focusing on the, on the internship program. Um, well, as you, as 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 you probably know, so Flad is um you know is, is 36 years old here in Portugal's very prestigious organizations and and during it during its history, of course, touching many different areas, many different institutions and people uh, that are within, let's say, our our network, right? So the potential, <clears throat> the potential is is here, 
right? There is already links that are some, let's say, pre-established that could be leveraged also to serve uh, the internship purpose. It is true that all of these internship opportunities are for academic credit, meaning that the students need to be registered and need to sit in the classroom. No, not every, not every day, not at all, but once a week for one hour at these regular meetings. But with the internship um, processes, this is one of the SIPAN programs where FLAD can really leverage more of its potential, right? Because we're not confined to a list of course offerings taught in English mm. or Portuguese, right? So we can really go beyond the, the walls of the campus, let's say. And since FLAD, you know, operates on a nationwide and wants to serve, you know, the purposes of the country as a whole, mm -hmm. we, we can excel more. So there is more potential, right? So this is uh, this was like let's say the base of the of the of the internship uh, uh, program. In the beginning, we understood that okay, we need to have something to show. We need to have a sample of organization, places for students to look at, and under students and universities partners in the states to understand okay, what are these guys doing? What are they legit? Right? So we've initiated this process of creating a sample of opportunities, and we've listed them in our in our previous website you know, company, and even we would, we would, we went all the way down to role description, right? Mm -hmm. So students, I mean, this was a lot of information, was very precise. It was great because students could really, you know, see on the site exactly what they could be doing. But we all know, and Mark can, can back me up here, I would say, organizations change, change all the time, right? Today you have this project, uh, IBM now is will, is doing this in uh, artificial intelligence, but tomorrow is probably doing something with supercomputers. So, mm. so it was nearly impossible to have this database always up to date. And sometimes because we are working and always talking about these things, sometimes we are like, okay, this is perfect for these students. But because the students saw, you know, IBM or whatever, you, you, you would say that, oh, these guys are trying to, you know, uh, sending me to something that I did not want because, but we know that that would be better because we know the person that is in there. So we've kind of changed a little bit. And now what we say is that we show a sample of just of the organizations that, that we are, that we were able to place the interns uh, recently to give the set, sort of like a tone about the kinds of opportunities mm -hmm. that we make available. And we work we will we, we zoom in after we see the profile. It is true we're fairly recent, um, uh, fairly recent program here. Sometimes we receive those forensic students or students from areas that oh there is there is not a direct match here. Uh, so in those cases we trigger from scratch. So we start the, the the research on who do we know or who could we contact to be able to successfully place this student. One thing that we at FLAD are very proud of is that we've been able to place all students who apply. So there was not a single student that didn't have, that didn't, uh, uh, that, that was not placed at the end. Some was not like a first option or second option and a little bit of more work, but we've, we were able to place them all and with very interesting levels of satisfaction. But about expectations, maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, a bit later on. I'll leave it to Mark. Can I, 
I think it's important to also uh, understand. I think Ricardo, you you hit it on the nail on the head as far as you know, opening up uh, opportunities. And obviously, if someone comes from from a different area, because we are at the end of the day talking about people, students, right? And I, I, we use the same methodology with our with our trips, right? We we customize, we curate a trip for each passenger, each group. It's it's all individually tailored. And the same methodology applies to interns because, you know, starting from the basic principle as a business, obviously our job is to continue to grow the business, to increase our sales, our revenue, to make sure our clients are happy with it. We can only do that by having staff that really are experts in the product and can deliver that service to the utmost level, to the highest level possible. In order to mold and transmit that message to an intern, you have to start with the level of going to different organizations. And in this case, I'm including universities, schools, uh, organizations itself, trade schools in some cases, and <clears throat> letting them know who Stocks Vacations is in this case, letting them know who we are. Because just like we're talking here, there is a conception, a misconception sometimes of what the intern will be doing, what he or she will be doing, what is the tasks of this business. And sometimes I think Ricardo, you mentioned IBM, HP, Google, just because you have a big name behind you does not mean that you're going to be on the front mm -hmm. line of coding or, or developing the next search engine, right? So we're very upfront and very transparent. This is what we expect and this is what we want an intern to do. And I think it, it helps bridge the gap between that period of time of an intern may or may not be happy with what they're doing because this is not what they expected. And sometimes it's very easy to flip a switch on a description and, and send it out to a multitude of different organizations saying we're accepting interns. The hardest thing is to really invest in that person, he or she, and make it very concise, very detailed, and, and let them know, here's the tasks, A to Z. Here's what we would want to see after 90 days, after 120 days. Here's what the company does. Here's all the exciting things we've done in the past. Just to avoid that gray area, because I think it's a lost opportunity for the business, in this case us, and the intern, because you know that could be a, a marriage that goes really bad really quickly and otherwise could have been a great um, match. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we forget the human element. You, know, you have to communicate. We have to be de very detailed and start with the organization that uh, schools and universities and reaching out to, to all these, and including obviously, uh, with Flat and Falcus and everybody else, mm -hmm. letting them know this is exactly what who we're looking for. So there's there's very little sort of um, um, gray area. Say to, to repeat my statement um, of what a, what an intern may or may not uh, want to do. I, I think it's really accurate because I mean, even um, I've been in situations where we're hiring an intern and they, you know, say, well, I'm interested in working for this company, but, you know, I was really hoping to do more management work. It's like, well, <laughs> you're an intern, right? And you're here to learn, exactly. not lead strategy at this level. Um, and so I would love to talk a little bit about, because there's different levels of expectations, right? There's the expectations on the student side. So what should, what should students expect when they go into an internship and you know and this can differ whether it's on the us side or in portugal um what kind of attitude should they have going into it what should they expect in terms of uh you know level of work um level of responsibility you know those kinds of things or just work ethic and that kind of thing 
Um, and I would love to hear, um, you know, like Marco from you, when you have an intern, like what's the expectation for somebody that comes in? Um, and what kind of qualities also are really important? You know, self-starter or are you looking for somebody? You know, I mean, just, I mean, I could, I could. Of course. There's lead, a multitude. Lead no, I, I, yeah. <laughs> of course. And, and this, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest thing we look for is obviously accountability and ownership. I think those are traits mm -hmm. that are very important for us. Um, in our business, you know, we're making, you know, very difficult decisions and, and planning people's travels, which should be always a very positive and happy type of atmosphere. So when we make mistakes, it's costly. You know, it's costly for us. It's costly for, for a client. So we try to minimize those. Of course, we're all human. We make mistakes. We, we, we get that. But we also want to be accountable for our mistakes. We want to be accountable when we do things right. We also want to be accountable when we do things wrong. And also, you know, I, the biggest thing, and, and, and this is uh, regardless if they're an intern or if it's an employee starting, my biggest um, uh, sort of uh, uh, ask in this case or requirement is that someone uh, number one, believes in themselves, but also is not afraid to challenge the status quo. And, and this is important because even though, and, and you know, again, going to the misconception of, or sometimes the perception of being an intern, you're, you're sort of the low tatum pole. I, we get it. You know, you're starting out, you, you're in a different organization, but the people who are really successful are the ones that really challenge the status quo in a professional positive manner. So I'll give you specific examples. You know, um, because we've been doing ABC for the same the same way for 10 years does not mean that there is not a better way. And I am very transparent and open to all my employees and interns that that work with us in both our offices, in, in, in our Fall River office, as well as in our Portugal office and say, I want you to challenge us because you're out there. You're seeing things from a, from uh, in many cases, uh, uh, a younger eyes right from from the, the, these dynamic environments of social media that I am not up to speed on and nor do I have the time to. So a lot of the great ideas we've had in the past for from, from a business standpoint have not come from the senior team uh, here at SAGS, including myself. They've come from employees. They've come from interns. And we actually try to stimulate that because mm. number one, it, it gives them some sort of purpose. It gives them a sense of accomplishment too. And it, it you know, it, it kind of stays away from that rule of just sort of going with the status quo and not challenging and just saying, you know, filling out the day and, and filling, you know, and, and going through the motions, you know, to us. And again, I put myself in that, in that position all the time. I would love to, to be, uh, you know, 20 something years old mm -hmm. and be able to challenge someone in a professional way and say, how, let's try this, you know, and, and just follow it through and, and, and see what other options out there. So that's one of the biggest things that we look for. That's great. Ricardo. Awesome. Um, in terms of the uh, expectation management, it's such such rich uh, theme for someone who's like in the middle of all of this, right? Sometimes we see it coming, right? We already starting to develop this expertise of, mm -hmm. okay, uh, anticipate, uh, let's say, challenges. Uh, but starting from the beginning, uh, and with the, with practical examples. Uh, Okay, a student a student applies decides to um, to participate in an internship that SIP and will facilitate. Uh, just the time the time aspect is already here a difference. A student in the states, you know, a student from good school wants to prepare the it's you know next summer one year in advance, starts the communication with the communication process with us very early. That's that's great. That's fantastic. But sometimes it's not easy for us to, you know, get a, um, a fast response 
from the from the institution in Portugal because from depending on the organization of course but you know you're talking to me in say October or someone who's who might be coming in June I mean I'll respond to that sometime in in March so uh, but this hmm. is just uh, students want to organize themselves organizations of course are sometimes very busy uh, you know their work is always morphing so you know, let me let me get back to you later. So we have to manage this part of you know. It's not that organizations do not want you. It's just sometimes it's a cultural, bit too early. That's the cultural difference as well, isn't it, Ricardo? Too because timing. We all sure. know time at all levels, follows, at the student level and yeah. our level, all levels. Sure. And time follows a different hierarchy. Let's say in Portugal, doesn't it? So <laughs> we, we, but, we, but Marco, we have to understand that. That's another misconception. And I can jump to the time thing real quick. So, you know, sometimes for whatever reason, students embody this idea that, you know, I'm running on Portuguese time. And that's very dangerous, especially if you are in the workplace, right? Sometimes I, 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 sometimes I use this thing. I can be late sometimes more than one hour for a dinner at friends on a Saturday night, but five minutes in some cases, it's not acceptable. Even in, in the Portuguese you know, time logic. So, you know, at first, make sure you do understand the different concepts of time uh, before you run the risk of, you know, being a bit uh, rude or disrespectful. Uh, that's a different story. Uh, but going back to, to, to the internship and the practicalities of it, the fact that we always have this academic logic attached to the, to the practical work, it's also a way besides the credits and it's a, it's almost like a, as a law a necessity here also for law reasons and visas and everything besides that. Uh, it's also a, a way for us to mitigate those problems. I was looking at them, um, you know, at the, at the welcome packet and what's the logic that the students should, you know, kind of follow during their stay. And in the very beginning, well, besides the interview that we such highly recommend before, even before both parties give green light, besides that, so students already here, the student in the first week should meet with a supervisor to lay down the learning objectives for the for the for the for their stay, right? For the for the internship. And this is very important because it it kind of like it's a now a supervisor that is always very busy needs to sit down and that it's implicit that this that we, you now have this commitment right you've laid down the goal so student is much more oriented and also the supervisor had to really think about okay what kind of work will this student will be doing during its day? so it's and and plus the weekly meetings it's also a way for us to monitor and if something is not going so well we already became aware of it and yes, in real life, sometimes student doesn't have like a, a mediator here. So he just needs to handle it himself. But mm -hmm. in this case, the student can count also on, on flat on Sipman to, to try to, to solve uh, this, uh, this, uh, these issues. <clears throat> and in terms of expectations, students become, in, when they arrive, they become very um, um, anxious a little bit. Okay, how, how should I dress? <coughs> Excuse me. How should I dress? You know, how, how should I greet my, 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 my boss or my supervisor? Uh, I would say, it, and then again, if you're working on a startup, right, it's one thing. If you're working at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, it's a totally different thing, right? Uh, in a startup, it's, yeah, you can go on shorts. It's, mm -hmm, if it's mm -hmm. summer, no problem. But if you're going to an institutional position, and to go back to the previous uh, question that Angela made, 
we really, you know, a wide area of, you know, governmental, non-governmental, for-profit, not-for-profit, so we can serve virtually all kinds of profiles. So it really varies, depends on where are you going to work at. But we give those tips and in the beginning, always play on the safe side. That's what we say, you know, you know, dress nicely, uh, be on time, be, you know, be respectful. And from there, you start to obviously, you know, gain respect and understand what, what the logics are and then it becomes it's a natural right mark and i, th I think that I, I was just gonna sort of um pick up on that because i think that's so important and i'm sure ricardo your team does does that for each intern where you sort of prepare them for because like you said every opportunity is different so if you're dressing for the foreign affairs uh, consulate uh, is one thing if you're dressing for a startup is something else right but you know with us we, we again we take that personalized approach very seriously so uh when we do know that there's an intern possibly interested we will be on the phone with them we'll have you know and now obviously with COVID times we had a lot of zoom calls and you know most of our team was virtual for some time so we would uh, jump on the call and before they even accepted the internship or we accept the internship we would have a conversation about a lot of those things and i think that's so important not to uh, leave something to sort of you know, you want somebody who is coming to perform an internship, the, the, regardless of how long it is, to focus on how can I how can I help that business, that company, right? They should not be focused on how do I dress or how do I act or I know that that that. that. So we as a company try to mitigate and take away all of those other external factors by sort of having this conversation and understanding, hey, this it's a it's a casual environment. You know, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about that. Um, here's the times, you know, here's your break, here's your, your credentials, here's how you access it, here's all the structure behind you that you can access. Because a lot of times what I find, and again, this is just my personal opinion, um, and I could be way off here, but based on the interns that we've hired, and, and some of them have become full-time employees and are still with us, so uh, we have a good sort of base to, to, to look at this, is that when you sort of leave a lot to on open-ended, they start worrying about a lot of these finer details, a lot of these small things, and, and then the work does not get as accomplished timely. Or in our and then in, in our industry, timing is everything. So you know that's why I, I sort of mentioned that the culture because you know we we are under deadlines from everything from airlines to hotels to credit cards to everything. So people want their their 10-day comprehensive uh, itinerary to Portugal yesterday. That they you know they they book today and they're they're traveling next week and they want it done yesterday. So for us, it's very important to stay ahead and, and sort of mitigate anything that could be uh, outside sort of question, right? Where they're not focusing on the job, but they're worrying about, it, about these other things. And I think from what, from what I'm hearing, you're doing the same thing, which is great. And I think people should be interns who are looking at these opportunities, should not be worried about these other smaller questions about, of course, you should always be professional. That's number mm -hmm. one, regardless of where you are. Uh -huh. But I think, you know, the focus here is you need to gain experience from working with company ABC and the company ABC needs to gain some experience with you and hopefully get to the next level. For sure. You know, one, one thing that we had talked about again in our um, pre-discussion was um, when should somebody do an internship? And the fact that U.S. students actually have a little more flexibility in when to do that in their academic career because, you know, I guess it depends on which uh, university you go to, but most cases, even if you declare when you, like say I declare business when I enroll in a university, you know, the following semester, if I decide that's not what I want to do anymore and I want to change majors, that's a possibility. 
So, whereas in Portugal, it's a little bit more restrictive. And so, Ricardo, you can talk about that. But um, what are the benefits to doing it, doing internships sort of right off the bat, right, to kind of help figure out really what do I want to do? Because that seems to also be something that's, I don't know, plaguing our, our young people as they're coming out of college. And if, if, they, didn't, if they weren't like, I'm going to be a veterinarian, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a very specific thing. Um, I mean, some of the young people in my life, it's like, well, just really don't know, you know? So um, if you could both talk about the benefits of doing internships early on and multiple internships, perhaps exploring different avenues, that would be great. Sure. Um, well, as we said, uh, having the opportunity to intern somewhere, it's a test, right? So the sooner you start to have these checkpoints of, of testing yourself, testing what you've learned, testing your taste, right, for your, for your career. And as, as you were mentioning, Angela, I, you know, I, in this case, I love the, 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 the U.S. model. Uh, this more of a liberal arts approach is the major minor logic, right? So you are building your concentration, your course concentration, right? Your major as you go. Uh, and this is fantastic. So if, if at the end of, the fre of, of your freshman year, if you have the chance to do an internship in an area that you, that you are inclined to, right? You, are, you, are, you have the chance to feel the temperature in reality, right? Oh, this validated what my hypothesis or maybe not so much. And you still have time to direct the boat to something that will better serve you versus in Portugal that you just jump with 17 years old to a, to a full degree, to a bachelor's mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. And you know from day one until the last day of school, which courses you will be taking to obtain a certification in that specific angle. So it's a much more stiff, much, much more rigid uh, much more rigid logic. It doesn't mean that you should not be doing internship also in Portugal, of course, but I think the US um, promotes this logic much more, awards mm -hmm. people more for, for doing this. And there is another, Mark, before I, before I, 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 I close here, um, there is one really good thing about the, about the US model, which is the academic calendar. And the fact that leaves the entire summer Usually classes end around mid-May or so, depends quarter or semester. But and then you have the entire summer until you know second half of August to invest in in your in your own development, being whatever format. And that's great because it leaves this space for you to do these kinds of things. While in Portugal, uh, the exam phase tends to to stretch much more with the first phase, second phase. And then August, we know it's um, in August, it's it, everything stops. And so it's it, it does not promote this idea of curricular or within a curriculum logic in internships. Mm -hmm. This is my, my yeah. main point here. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think, you know, uh, obviously owning a business on both sides of the Atlantic, we see, we see um, uh, you know, opportunities that I think sometimes are missed by, you know, understanding exactly what Ricardo said, you know, that the, the system sort of get, works against you a little bit in Portugal from an intern that is looking to do something early on because you are sort of uh, sidelined one way. You're, you're sort of, you know, pushed into one direction. Uh, and, and in the States, 
let's face it, sometimes interns uh, will will be interested in a position here or there because they talk to someone that they're friends with and because they've shown an interest and say, you know what, I'd really love to get some experience here and there. Or, or it just, you know, as they go through the first early years of college, it makes sense for them to, to change um, their major or, or they, they gain new interest in, in a particular area. What I find sometimes we fail to, you know, to just educate the students in general is the fact that you can, and especially here in, in the United States, and, you know, there may be special circumstances in Portugal where you can do this as well. You can, and I think, and I would encourage to start the internship level at an early stage, because the more experience you have uh, is going to always be valuable, regardless of the industry. And I think real life work, business, healthcare, whatever industry you have is going to be the key today and tomorrow uh, from a, uh, a student that's gonna be graduating with just a diploma than the student who's gonna be graduating with real life experience and going to work with either the company that they interned or going to a different company, but already with examples that they can challenge the senior management with because they've done this, they've accomplished it, they've seen it, as opposed to just reading and hearing about it. And if you start doing that at an, at an early level, you can just build on that and build on that and build on mm -hmm. that um, versus, you know, perhaps waiting at the senior level or the senior year or, or college year or, you know, additional years after that, once you graduate, then your time becomes much li more limited. And the intern itself is going to feel a little bit more pressure to sort of accomplish a lot on an internship. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, that's sort of my takeaway from there too. I always encourage, and, and certainly I'm encouraging my kids, you know, they're not at that age yet to, to have any real life work example, it doesn't have to be travel, but just be out in the business mm -hmm. world, be out in, in, in the world. Because I think today is so important to, to mm -hmm. communicate, to, to understand the different cultures, to be able to know how to do business in different cultures, because mm -hmm. it makes more sense. I was I was going to say I was just thinking you know for the lack of an HR specialist that you know could be could also provide information on, on how to look at the resume I'm thinking even I can even share my personal experience in a way that I've one of the internships that I've done uh, which was in the US again this idea of the abroad logic I think it's part of the reason of why today I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, it was a six-month uh, experience at, at, in a consulate, at the Portuguese consulate in Boston. And this, uh, it's imp incredible how sometimes, uh, or, or it's the most natural thing actually uh, to happen. You, because of an internship that you think, okay, I'm going to have this experience, that seeds that in sometimes you know, opens the way for something that can be a bit more decisive. Uh, for your for your career it can be a trigger point and it, it was i believe in my case just a, a personal year personal information i was thinking while mark was sharing um ricardo i know you said that you might have a video that you might want to show we're coming to the end do you yeah. just want to yeah no for sure uh, i my idea was to show the video the clip in the beginning just to you know to set the tone within the the study abroad mm -hmm. logic to kind of but i think it's uh, if you allow me angela i think it sure. makes sense um, Let's go ahead and show it. And while you're setting that up, I'll just ask the two of you to think about um, an action item you'd like to give our viewers at the end uh, when we wrap up. Um, whether it's students that are watching, whether it's a business owner that you know uh, could accept interns, um, anything. Very good.
Oh, we can't hear it. You cannot hear it, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, Usually when you click share and you have to make sure to click um, share computer sound. Okay, my bad, share, share sound, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's a bit generic on SIP, but at least hopefully brings the audience, sure. especially the students, to the to the vibe, right? Sure. There we go. great <laughs> thank you just to set the tone a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Um, a all right. Bit there, right so so to wrap it up um action items for the folks watching this video they could be one could be multiple ricardo i mean i, I, I could start if you want okay um, yeah no marco go ahead <laughs> so i i think i'm going to direct this to the to the interns um because you know, we're talking about internships and we, we talked a lot about expectations, but I want to go back to a point that, that we, we originally touched on. It was something about, you know, what can you as an intern bring to a table, right? Bring to the table and what, how can you impact the company or the organization you're coming with? And sometimes, you know, interns are just, you know, so preoccupied with a lot of these other things and sort of filling out this prerequisite of having an intern that they forget the value that they already have, you know, their personality, their, their self-confidence, their real, overall, real life world experience. So I would challenge anybody who is listening. And if you are thinking about doing an internship to think about that value, to think about what can you bring to the table and how can you positively impact that organization and that company in a good way and, and help, help it grow because not only will the company grow, but obviously you will gain real world, real world experience. And I think that's what we're talking about here is, is sort of matching the two and making it one. So, um, so that's my, my action item. Love it. Ricardo. Great, uh, great point, great point, Marco. Uh, my action item is just, what can I say? It's just to, if there are students out there, right? You know, don't be afraid to, you know, to expose yourself really to, to initiate this, this connection, interaction with the real life uh, now. I mean, no need to be afraid of anything. Um, you know, there, and especially there are these fantastic opportunities at, at Sagar's Vacations in programs like SIPAN, and there's scholarships also through Palkus, through SIPAN. There are also ways that can mitigate other potential challenges or worries that you can have. Um, so do your research, um, expose yourself. You're not going to, um, you're not going to regret, right? Especially now I'm talking about interning in Portugal. Uh, and maybe we're talking about uh, talking with uh, students that have uh, predisposition to Portugal for obvious reasons. It's also a way to, you know, you tick so many boxes, right? Uh, by coming to Portugal, spend a summer or a semester here, 
work in an organization in Portugal, reconnect, create, start to create your own network. It's decisive. These kinds of, not only for resume um, um, elements that we already talked about, but you'll be with others, other students, interns in your situation. And you're going to grow old and they will too, right? And you'll have this network, this tissue of support, really, and of mm -hmm. sharing information, sharing opportunities. So as a takeaway, you know, do it. And there are ways and programs that can facilitate your life. I think that's a great note to end on. So thank you both for your time today. I hope that um, our message resonates here. Um, if you're a student out there, please consider applying to the SIPIN program, whether it's for the internships or the study abroad or both. Um, and uh, if anybody out there is interested in travel management, I'm sure Marco would be more than willing to, to serve as a mentor, if not have an intern, yes. you know, even virtual, too. even virtual. Even right? virtual, yes. Um, and again, uh, if you found this session valuable, please uh, become a PALCAS member and send us your thoughts and suggestions. We are always open to feedback from the community. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. So thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you both for participating. Have a Thank great you. rest of your day. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Thank Bye -bye. you, Ricardo. Thank you. Bye-bye, Mark.